You're listening to Walkie Talkie, a series of podcasts to empower you with leadership qualities from different people and different perspectives. The aim is to inspire young leaders to make a positive impact on our future. What's up, guys? My name is Derek Lowe, and I will be the host for today's podcast. In this episode, we'll be having two special hosts joining us to talk about the SDG 10 in Malaysia. And let's welcome them. Hi guys, I'm Yong Ern. I'm one of the local virtual volunteers in the project of Empowering Equalities. And I'm Priyanka. Just like Yong Ern, I am one of the virtual volunteers too. Nice to meet you all. Hey Derek, I'm a bit curious though. From the news you shared earlier, aren't the refugees getting any help from the UN? Well, the United Nations did set a goal called SDG 10, which stands for Sustainable Development Goal, and the 10th goal is to reduce inequalities. The United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees has been putting effort to work on this SDG. However, there's still a lot more for them to do. Yong-un, what comes to your mind when you think of the word inequalities? So in my opinion, inequalities could be related to education, job opportunities, gender, and so on. Hmm. Talking about that, it reminds me of a quote by a Burmese politician. Peace does not just mean putting an end to violence or war, but to all other factors that threaten peace, such as discrimination, inequalities, and poverty. Derek, I've got a question for you. Do you think everyone deserves their basic rights? Definitely a big, big yes. We're all human beings that are living together. I mean... How would you feel if you didn't get what you deserve as a human? I can barely do anything legally without my rights. Who is going to protect me? I will probably be super lost in my life, man. Yeah, however, this is what the refugees in Malaysia are going through. I feel that it's really, really unfair for them to be treated like this. I know, right? Refugees in Malaysia do not have the rights to access basic education or even local healthcare needs. For example, the children are not even allowed to attend public schools in Malaysia. So basically, they do not get the proper knowledge that they deserve. And you know, like a poor education background could affect their job-wise in the long run. For the case of healthcare, refugees do not receive free access to the public healthcare system. True Priyanka, they are only getting low-paid jobs due to the disparity of being qualified for higher-paying jobs. Due to the exploitation of refugees' manpower, it has led them to live their lives in constant fear because they are wary of the fact that they can't afford the healthcare systems. Oh yeah, adding on to that, right? According to Busch and Heller, due to the absence of a formal legal framework, refugees are restrained from their legal rights to work and are often turned to demeaning jobs that thrive in dirty and dangerous environments in order to make the men's meet. The average salary in Malaysia is about 5 ringgit hourly, yet the refugees are being exploited for their main power with a lower salary than the minimum wage, especially for those that are working in the construction sector. The Human Rights Commission Suhakam did a survey which revealed that 26% of the refugees earn less than 500 ringgit per month, while 58% of them earn between 500 ringgit to 1000 ringgit a month. What's worse? It hasn't gotten any better since then. 
Refugees are working illegally, so they have no rights to voice out about this. I completely agree with you, Derek. Due to the fact that most of the refugees are being exploited, they cannot get the health care that they need as the cost is unaffordable and it is beyond their capabilities. For example, in a public hospital, it may only cost 5 ringgit for a local citizen, but cost 120 ringgit for the refugees, especially for expecting mothers. I often hear about refugees being perceived as scapegoats for stealing locals' jobs. And now, the situation has gotten even worse due to the pandemic as the country's economy is flunking. Actually, that's not the only rumour that the public has been spreading. They are also misleading the public into believing that the refugees are the main culprits in the spread of the COVID-19 disease. Derek, what do you think is leading to all this discrimination? I would say definitely the mindsets of the citizens. From a young age, most individuals are brought up in a xenophobic environment, making the society impose stereotypes against refugees. Alright, it's my turn, but it's question for Priyanka. Priyanka, do you think the pandemic has affected the refugees' mental health? Well, I would say yes, because according to a recent survey conducted by Association of Assistance, Solidarity and Support for Refugees and Asylum Seekers, 62% of the refugees strongly agreed that they started to feel more stressed due to the pandemic. Hence, proving that the pandemic has indeed taken a toll on their mental health. Wow, that is shocking, man. After all that we have talked about, which aspects of the inequalities do you guys think we should prioritize? In my opinion, I feel that education should be prioritized and it is the most useful for them. You see, if they learn both the international language and our national language, which is respectively English and Bahasa Malaysia, it could ease their barrier between the refugees and the citizens, thus increasing job opportunities, healthcare services, and assistance. As you can see, with the proper amount of education, it will lead the refugees to a brighter future. I have to disagree. I personally feel that healthcare should be prioritized instead. Could you imagine how a deteriorated health could affect the physical state of the refugee? Without proper health, there is absolutely no room for education and this could lead to a disadvantage in the future. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill, guys. I've got a solution that can solve both aspects of the inequalities that you guys just mentioned. And the solution is to give them an identity, which is partial citizenship. So with that being said, getting them partial citizenship simply just means giving them the rights as a PR and providing them with a red identity card. This is because with partial citizenship, they're given the basic rights and identity that allows them to work and live in Malaysia legally, as well as assessing to the local healthcare system and education. So overall, we can actually see that partial citizenship can actually prioritize all their basic rights. Yeah, Derek, that seems perfect. But isn't it a tad bit too unrealistic? Words could definitely sound unrealistic. However, the actions that we already taken and the results that we got are all realistic. Let's look back to the progress that we have gone through in the past. So, 
Research in 2018 has shown that Malaysian government has been protecting a significant number of refugees on humanitarian grounds, and throughout the years, Malaysia government has been working with the Malaysia UNHCR office to register refugees needing international protection by providing them with a UNHCR card. However, do keep that in mind, the UNHCR card is only meant to be identification, documentation for the refugees just to reduce the risk of getting arrested, allow access to health services, education, and other essential support services from UNHCR and its related organization. Do bear with me, UNHCR is not a valid pass or entry permit capable of valid entry into Malaysia according to the Immigration Act 1959-63. For the UN has your part, right? They, they actually try to ensure the refugees don't return it voluntarily to a country where they could possibly face persecution. So in the long term, they're actually trying to help them to find appropriate durable solutions to their plight by repatriating voluntarily to their homeland, integrating into countries of asylum or resettling in third countries. As there are no legislative or administrative provision in place for dealing with refugees and asylum seekers in Malaysia, UNHCR conducts all activities related to refugees' protection, namely the reception, the registration, the documentation, and refugee status, determination of asylum seekers and refugees. Wow, that's a long journey we have come to achieve the rights for the refugees. But like, we are so small. What can we do to help make that perfect future a reality? I feel like we can change our mindsets. Educating ourselves on the issues currently faced by our country's refugees is the first step to making a change. We can also volunteer through many platforms, for example, refugee learning centers and non-profit organizations, also known as NGOs. Besides, we can act as a donor by donating money to fundraisers and basic necessities to refugee centers. Hmm, yeah, so there are actually many things that we can do by ourselves too. But what about the big influencers, like the government and the media? What can they do to help? Of course, they play a big role too. The Ministry of Education can implement a section in the Moral Education regarding anti-discrimination towards refugees and the refugee issues. This is to ensure students learn the right mindset from young and become a person with good moral values. Besides, the media can use their huge platform to help spread more awareness. This includes writing articles about the issues refugees are facing. Once the society is exposed to it, people will realize that refugees are not bad people and be more accepting towards them. With social acceptance, it will be taking the first step to accepting them as partial citizens of Malaysia. So in conclusion, the inequalities that the refugees are facing are yet to be resolved. We still need to raise more awareness about this to encourage more people to join voluntary events or to share podcasts like ours to educate more people about changing their mindsets. And last but not least, we're doing this not just for them, but for ourselves and our future generation too. Looks like we have covered quite a bit on the SDG 10 today. Just to wrap things up, Today we have gone through the three aspects of the inequalities that refugees are currently facing in Malaysia. We also came up with the idea of prioritizing one of the basic rights for the refugees. And lastly, Derek suggested the idea of giving them partial citizenship, which I think is the best solution to the problems. 
I absolutely agree with Derek's perspective. The world is defined by people who live in it, so we should face the problems together as a society. A wise man wants it. If you can see it, you can start to understand it. And if you know it, you can start changing it. And also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at e.ecologies and at Isaac in Sunway for more information about SDG 10 and the refugees. Please check out our podcast, Walkie Talkie, on Spotify for more info. And thank you for listening to our podcast. And remember to fill in the feedback form in the description below so that we can improve our future podcast for you guys. So that's it for today, everyone. Once again, I'm Yong Ern. I'm Priyanka. And I'm Derek. And, and we're, we're checking, checking out. out.